Doctor Who, The Will in Space, Episode 1, TARDIS. Jamie, we can't just leave her. Doctor, we're not leaving her, Jamie. It was her decision to stay. She'll be all right with the Harrises. Now, don't worry so much. Jamie, I'm not. I'm just... Ugh. Come on, let's go. Doctor, well, where would you like to go? Jamie, I don't couldn't care less. Doctor, I was fond of her too, you know, Jamie. Tardis materialises a victorious image. Fades on the screen. Later in the flight, Jamie is dozing in a chair. Doctor, Jamie, we're landing now. Jamie. Jamie, huh? Doctor, we're landing. Jamie, oh. Doctor, let's have a look at the scanner. Shall we? The scanner screen is blank. Jamie, I thought you said we landed. Doctor, oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. But it seems to have lost the picture. Let's try a little bit more power, shall we? Jamie, are you sure you're pushing the right one? Doctor, yes, of course I am. Look at the fault indicator, will you? It's round there on the left. Doctor, no, it's all right here. Doctor, no movement at all. Jamie, no. Doctor, well, that's funny. The air is all right. The temperature's perfectly normal. It seems to be rather a lot of metal all around us. Jamie, what? Do you know? Oh, do you You know, I can't hear you when you talk when you talk to yourself. Doctor, there we are. It's coming up now. Beautiful lake appears on the scanner. Jamie, hey. Now, that looks all right. Boy, look at, at it. Hey, what's that? It's an exotic animal. Jamie, the size of it. Doctor, well, that's funny. It's changed tonight now. Jamie, it's a wee bit quick, isn't it? Look, it's changed again. What's going on? Doctor, oh dear. Those pictures aren't what's happening outside. I'm certain of that. Jamie, why do you keep appearing then? Doctor, they're temptations. Jamie, huh? Doctor, Tardis is trying to warn us to get away from here to somewhere more pleasant. I must have pushed the wrong button switch. Jamie, the right light stopped flashing. Doctor, what? Jamie, something must be wrong. Doctor, what? Well, the power's overloading. The power is overloading. There's a flash. Jamie, Doctor, the fluid ink's gone. Jamie, Doctor, look under, under here. Toxic gas is coming from the base of the console. Doctor, the mercury's vaporising. We've got to get out of here. Come on. Doctor, but how? Doctor, opens a small hatch inside the main doors. For your golden rod with capped ends attached to a bracelet. Make the bracket. Jamie, hold on, hold on to me. Doctor, hold on to me. Jamie, where are you, are you going to, what are you going to do? Doctor, just hold on. The doctor grabs the rod and pulls it. Well, no, it's holder. The console room rooms shimmer and fold it on themselves. The doors are now open. Doctor and Jamie get out. Rocket motor section. A cramped compartment. Jamie, Doctor, what's happened to the TARDIS? Doctor, disengage the time vector generator. Jamie, the what? Doctor, once, well, once removed, it's alters the size of the TARDIS. Inside becomes an ordinary telephone box again. Come along. Come and sit over here. Oh, Doctor still has the rod, and Jamie's coughing a lot. Doctor, when they're done, the mercury vapor would have killed us. Jamie, where are we? Doctor, it looks like the motor section of some sort of rocket. Jamie, a rocket? Doctor, oh yes, it's artificial gravity system too. Jamie, what does that do? Doctor, well, it keeps us on our feet, otherwise we'd be floating around. Jamie, oh, there's no water around, is there? Doctor Water, no, but not in here, Jamie. There's no movement neither, is there? Doctor, yes. 
We're on the ground then. Doctor, yes, I expect so. Ouch. Doctor, Jamie, what's the matter? Why don't you keep me, why don't keep me in suspense? What's happened? Doctor pulls out a pepper, paper bag out of his pocket. Doctor, have a lemon shepherd, a quench, quench your first. The doctor goes to examine the door of the compartment. Jamie, doctor, the warning mechanism obviously thought there's something wrong out here. But what? I mean, everything's so well dead, isn't it? Jamie, doctor, Jamie, Jamie, what? So look at, look at, it's the track. There are marks on the floor leading under the door. Jane, doctor, well, that's, well, that's oil. It must be some sort of machine. It's too recent, too. Jane, well, I wonder what that, wonder what that would. Jane presses a button. The door opens. Jane, I just, oh, corridor. It's an empty corridor. You follow the tracks past two other doorways. Before reaching a blank metal shutter at the far end. There are controls and monitors screen in a wall nearby. Jamie, shall we open the door? Doctor, no. There may be something on the other side here. The doctor looks at the control monitor controls, flickers the switch. Doctor, here we are. The image of shadowed field control room appears on the screen. Field of banks of computers and control panels. There's no people visible. There's a small coffee-shaped pod next to the airlock. A large metal crate on the other side. Jamie looks safe enough. Doctor, yes. What caused the defense because of the toilets? Where is the danger then? Where's the crew? Or what's this track? There's plenty of air in here. There. Let's try and get in. The door won't open. Jamie, oh. I'll look up here then. Jamie goes back to the first of the two doors and opens it. There's nothing interesting inside. He closes, he closes it. He goes to the other one. Jerry, doors in that one. Doctor, it's living quarters here. Put rocket living quarters. The door closes behind him. There's a bunk bed and defensive machine. Table and two chairs. Jamie, ah, Walter. Meanwhile, in the control room, a squat, squared off robot comes out of the shadow. It has two stubby arms and protruding antennae. And emitted detectors instead of a face. It's communicating electronically of the robot rocket systems the door opens the robot looks out he sees nothing the door closes again Jamie I thought you, uh, I had a thought a rocket this size would have carried more than two people Jamie Dr. Yes Jamie it does carries four two hundred and two resting Jamie ah oh, it's the tires must have gone mad then I mean there's nothing on board here so there's no danger Doctor isn't there Doctor looks through a porthole Doctor we're just drifting, Jamie. Drifting aimlessly in space, perhaps. That's what Todd is trying to warn us about. Doctor, what is the matter? Doctor, matter? We're just a piece of space flossum. Don't you realise that? Jamie, well, all right. Stick your, your rod in them. Doctor, time vector generator. Jamie, I Stick it back in. We'll float off somewhere else. Doctor, no, it's not as simple as that, Jamie. The fluid, um, we need milk to fill it, don't we? Jamie, well, there must be some on board here, slowly. Doctor, yes, I hope so. Jamie, well, there's got to be. Doctor, what's happened to the crew? They haven't, they haven't just gone out of a little controversial, you know? Doctor, Jamie, well, we won't find out, we won't find that out till we look inside the control room, will we? Control room, a three-headed clock is running. The normal display 
above reads 110-025 and falling. Pocket rocket section. A doctor and Jamie has searched the ship. Doctor. Well, I searched my side. Not a drop of mercury anywhere. Jamie and me too. No, the only place we haven't searched is the control room. Doctor. Well, we have a breather. Then we're trying there. Doctor. Uh, Jamie. And perhaps we'll find some food and the machines as well. Doctor. I can give you another lemon drop. Jamie. Something a bit more substantial, please. Doctor, what do you fancy? Jamie, well, right now, I'd like a nice plate of roast beef with all the trimmings. Doctor, I see what I can do. Doctor, Jamie, oh, now, Doctor, where are you going to find that plate of roast beef in this place? Rocket Pop Living Quarters. The Doctor works at dispensing machine controls. Jamie, what are you doing? Doctor, roast beef, you said. Jamie, yes, well, yes. Doctor, without the vegetables, Jamie, potatoes, Doctor, potatoes, and famous cabbage, cabbage. Well, a drop of salad. Jamie, fruit salad, yes. Uh, Doctor, and I'll have some pork potatoes and carrot. I have a drop of ice cream. Two plates appear with white cubes on them. Doctor, there we go. What about the gravy? Doctor, Jamie, I don't think so. Doctor, gravy. Jamie, am I supposed to eat this? Doctor, yes, of course, it'd be, it'd be delicious. Jamie, you heard of a square meal, but this is ridiculous. Doctor, sit down and eat up. Jamie, Jamie, Doctor, what do you think Victoria's doing now, Doctor? Now, time is relative, Jamie. If I knew what when was, now was, I might be, be able to have a guess. Jamie, you know what, what I mean. Doctor, well, yes, you decided to stay in a good historical period. Well, very few wars. Great prosperity. She'd be happy enough. This is very thrilling, isn't it? Jamie, I. Well, what do you do now? Dada, well, when we were distressed off somewhere, we'll never try and get in the control room. Jamie, oh, well. While you do that, I'm going to have a re-lay down. Jamie stretches out on the bunk. Jamie, tell me, though, what do you think happened to the crew? Doctor, I don't know, Jamie. I wish I did. I suppose we've been overtaken by some disaster, though, or whatever. Perhaps we'll find out when we get to the control room. Control room door opens. A doctor, a little robot, comes out and does goes to the open door on the motor section. It's going slow and constantly taking readings of its surroundings. The doctor is using his pocket telescope to look at a porthole. Doctor, well, at least we don't seem to be any immediate danger, Jamie. But um, would I like to know? Jamie's fast asleep. The servo robot has reached the TARDIS in the control room. As countdown reads 100. 1-00. A flashlight. Light flash, a light flashes the robot's casing. It goes in the corridor and lays the wells of motor section. Door shut. It returns to the control room. I was listening at the control door. The doctor opens it and looks into the control corridor. He sees a fresh set of old tracks floor and follows them to the control room door. It turns on another wall monitor, but it's full of static. Inside, Robert connects itself to a computer bank. A rocket begins to turn. A doctor's phone gets a wall by the movement. Jamie is tipped from the bunk. It goes to find the doctor. Corridor, Jamie. Doctor, what's happening? Ja- doctor, I hit my head on. Jamie, we're moving. The rocket's moving, Yes. Doctor, yes, I know. It's someone in the control room. Jamie, let's have a look. Doctor, no, Jamie. No, no, Jamie. We've got to get back into the TARDIS. It's only a safe place. Jamie, Doctor, the Mercury stuff. 
to mind that. Jenny helps the doggy doctor stand up, go to the motor section room. Doctor, Jamie, one open. Jamie's doctor, someone steal the door. Doctor collapses. Jamie helps him up and into the cabin. Pockets, living room. Pocket, living room, quarters. Doctor, look. Look it, Jamie, look it. Jamie, lazy doctor. Are you all right, doctor? The doctor has collapsed into the bunk. In the control room, the robot disconnects from the computer, goes to the pod by the airlock. It's strange electronic signals when the pod opens in a real house. A row of small white spears. In or out of the airlock, doors open. A room depresses as Catlin down the reach zero. The spears float out through the airlock into space. The airlock closes and the robot repressurizes the control room. Go to a large monitor screen, which now shows a large space station. The top section is flattened. There goes a large wheel. Cooper could eat lace of robot machine motors and antennae below. Robot connects to the computer. A robot rocket stops. Jamie, doctor, there's a big silver thing out there. Doctor, into the TARDIS. I've got to get him to safety. Jamie's looking out at the porthole. The doctor calls in the, into the corridor. Takes a nap, cap off. End of the time vector generator and uh, points it to the sealed mercer section door. A beam vaporizes the seal. When he is finished, Doctor puts the cap back on the TWG and puts the device in his pocket. And before he can open the door, he's all, he's wearing a robot right behind him. Jamie, Doc, Jamie, you must see this. Corridor, Jamie looks out of the wind corridor, seeing the robot. He grabs a metallic blanket from the bunk. And throws it over the machine. Jamie, back to the cabin, quick. Rocket living quarters. Jamie, easy, easy now. Outside the robot blows the blanket off a jet of air and heads for the cabin. Jamie, Doctor, Jamie, take this. It's a gun, like a torch. You have to be careful. He take, gives Jamie the TVG as the robot's laser begins to burn for the cabin door. Carefully, Jamie unscrews the tip of the rod and aims it at the door. A beam hits the robot, sending it flying down the door to the door of the motor section where it explodes. Jamie, oh, well, right, for the time being, but listen, you, more, more governor ranting about till I say so. Right, doctor? Doctor? Doctor is unconscious. Well, operations room. Everyone is gathered around a man in radio control console. He is Leo Ryan, our communications officer. Ryan, Australian. Hold. Get a fix on that. Corinne. You're not moving now. Gemma Corinne, medical officer. Leave it. Levervev. Crossover zero. Tony Levervev, Russian. Ryan, translate it, Rocco. How about it now, Tanya? Kovalin, that's the same, the same. Let her off. There's a plane, it's just a slight drift. Ryan, no, the movement isn't real. It's just an illusion caused by sight, surgeon, precession. Oh, the man, Commander Jervis Burnett, enters. Burnett, how about our mystery rocket? Kovalin, they say lifeless. Dying. Does it doesn't make sense, sir? You must have been driven by something. Coming, no radio contact. Bennett, I'm not surprised. I just checked out the description on the register. The Phoenix Mark IV, named Silver Carrier. Uh, Ryan, Tanya, 
There'll be a growth of churches even. No crosses even reading now. By now, it's definitely stopped moving. Coming, silver carrier. Burnett, supply ship for cylinder station five. Reported overdue nine weeks ago. It's only about 80 or 90 million miles, of course. Ryan, try radio contact again, Rayco. Caselli. Okay, Echo Caselli. Caselli station free to silver carrier station free. The silver carrier, call sign LXAAJ. Repeat, LXAAJ. Come in, please. Nothing. Come in. It couldn't have been drifted all that way, nervous. But it, no, it couldn't. Never off. Try emergency again, Leo. Le- Ryan, station, free to silver carrier. Put switch, pull switch with red band, operate emergency transmitter. Crayon, crayon, win. You think the radio's, the radio's gone? Live up in case. Ryan Bennett, good practice, procedure. Afraid we're wasting our time, but waste it we must. Ryan, why any reaction, Zephania? Let it off. No, nothing, no movement at all. Colourwin. How does Silver Carrier turn up in these parts of Cobsos? But it's something happened to the crew. One of them seems, puts on the automatic. Rockets travelled so far now. Power feedback. So the automatic is probably failing. Ryan, yes, that's possible. Burnett, it could start up and start moving again at any minute. Colvin and the crew. Burnett has a dozen and one things. Ryan, well, we've tried looking, sir. We can't raise the sound. Burnett, trouble is, I'm right, if I'm right about the automatic... I think I am. A rocket could suddenly accelerate and whip straight towards us. It couldn't be any life on board there. Can there be rather spear drift from the rocket and straight into for the wheel? Never if I'm getting something. Like small meteorites hitting our outer rim. The spears are landing on the wheel and being absorbed into the hole. Fed off. They could, they, they never drop in air pressure. Curving. It's there can't be meteorites. We must you must have some warning. Lilith, well, sometimes. Look, jumping over the jumping all over the place. But at his office. We try take it we must try to take it some major objects, minor objects, escape from the serial carrier. Oh, it's a small mass and high density. Colin then these objects will be clinging close to the rocket. Jervis, but not descending on us. But it, I don't, it doesn't matter, Gemma. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Just start looking for mysteries. Now, I can't risk a rocket homing on the station. Going? What are you going to do, Burnett, in a few moments? You're going to experience a slightly really, really see, seen by human beings. Well, reject on the standby. Ryan. Yes, sir. Moving to position now. Going, Jarvis, what are we going to do? Bennett, turn the X-ray laser on the silver carrier. A few moments, you're going to witness the complete destruction of this rocket in space. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. 
it sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com.